episode 108 and then there was Keytar. <laughs> I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. And today we are talking all about the uh, musical hits of the year 1985. Um, I gotta say, and then there was Keytar. It sounds like it should be a 1980s movie title. Actually, it sounds like a Miles O'Keefe movie. Um, <laughs> it's just missing one thing. What's that? Rob the Lowe? destruction of Jared Sanders. <laughs> sounds like an episode of Chuck. Why did Chuck do like the Jared Sin reference all the time, like no, we no, do no, here? No, 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 Jeffster. They have a keytar in Jeffster. <laughs> oh boy, yes, the keytar, the um, album, the the instrument that will be making many appearances on this show today. So uh, let's get started first off with um, Chris's cultural corner. KKK, that's not good. <laughs> all right, hello, Geek Salad Crew. This month's Cultural Corner, as I did in previous year-ending lists, I will list five songs from 1985, year-end Billboard Top 100, and I will use random.org to pick the songs. And I will do this live as I type, so without further ado, onto the random.org to see what they generate first. Ah, number 38 for the year in the Billboard Top 100 was the Pointer Sisters' Neutron Dance from the Beverly Hills oh Cop God. soundtrack. this song it's just not one of those songs like footloose where you just want to get up on the dance floor and dance to it no matter how bad of a dancer you are ruth pointer did the lead vocals for this song and the other point of sisters hit she sung lead on was automatic which was also a great song i have to admit when i first heard automatic i thought it was a guy singing it because of this um, but just like when i heard laughter in the rain by neil sadaka i thought it was a woman singing it Okay, back on topic and on to random.org for the next song. Well, Neutron Dance! I mean, Neil Sadaka, that's understandable. Well, yeah. <laughs> I learned to play Neutron Dance on the piano. Oh, okay. Well, the the, the uh, little Yamaha. Oh, okay. <laughs> I remember seeing this performed at like some one of those like, cheesy ABC like Celebrate Disney World type things. Yeah. Where they had the Pointer Sisters lip syncing this. It must have been at least a three-year-old song at that point. And all the backup dancers were dressed like Tron. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> Just don't like it. 
<laughs> I watched Beverly Hills Cop like a year ago, and it's like this soundtrack has aged horribly. <laughs> oh, come on, Jan Hammer? John Hammer! John, John, John Hammer! John. Wasn't he? Wait, no, that was Miami Vice, sorry. No, oh, no, we'll, we'll sh- no, it was uh, Axel Foley. That's right. Axel F. Oh, I'm sorry, Axel F. All right. So next up, um, random.org brings Chris to uh, number 81 on the Billboard Hot 100. It looks like it's Angel by Madonna from her album Like a Virgin. Ah, definitely this song was one of Madonna's weaker offerings. Although this song was significant because it was on Gina and I's Engagement Party Mix CD. Wow. <laughs> Just because of that, I'm not reading the rest of the sentence, Chris. We're, all right? we're done. That's it. You're cut off, God Chris. damn it. I guess next? You are I, cut off, Chris. Well, I guess because the word angel, like half the songs on their list had the word angel in it. I gotta tell you, actually, out of all the songs on Like a Virgin, this is not a bad song. It's not one of the worst songs on there. I, I can't remember what it is. I'm, oh, okay. I'm drawing a blank. And you'll hear, I, you'll, I you'll, listen to a lot of Madonna. Yes, <laughs> you and I were in theater. You listened to a lot of Madonna. Yes, well, we I did. Also, I also borrowed the records from the library in Acton, oh. and I also I own that CD now. Uh, okay, yeah. And I do not remember this song. You'll hear it on the playback, and then you'll be like, oh, that one. Mm-hmm. So I remember it was... It, it was released so far out of the Like a Virgin release that it was at that point where they stopped just producing videos for it and just did live concert footage yeah. and released it as a single. So everything else, you know, Material Girl gets its own mm-hmm. um, video, Like a Virgin gets its own thing, um, Angel <laughs> concert. It was kind of at that point where they're already preparing for the next album. So he's just trying to throw out a song that kind of... Right. It's kind of like, um, you know, you were talking before we went on about Cindy Lauper's... Um, She's so unusual. She's so unusual, yeah. Money Changes Everything was the last single released on that, and it was a concert video. Mm. <laughs> All right, next up, uh, the Ramanizer, Ramanizer.org, uh, number 89. <laughs> it's Cool in the Gang. Fresh. She's exciting to me, girl. All right. <laughs> Bring on the 80s cheese. This music video looked like a soul glow ad. Not a bad song, per se. You said you soul glow. And, Joe, you met Chris the other day, so you know this. Oh, I, well, I met Chris before. He's a, he's a heavy investor in the soul glow product. Yes, he is. So, not a bad song, <laughs> per se. I'm surprised he didn't leave a stain in my couch. <laughs> But not that great either. Cool in the gang of better hits like Celebration and Get Down on It. So, okay, random.org, give me another good one. All right, the next one is going to be on the next list because he's repeating some of ours. So uh, the next one on uh, Chris's random.org 
is number 83, The Method of Modern Love by Hall & Oates. Oh, it's a method oh, of modern modern love. Yeah. One of Hall and Oates' weaker offerings. The video is pretty cheesy. It's mullet and mustache. Mullet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you least... said that about a lot of their videos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, at least in this one, Daryl's not making food for everybody and then asking them, <laughs> de nay, demanding <laughs> that they tell how uh, influential he was to them. Well, not really. Uh, he was. Brilliant. Well, the, gym, the gym said about that, it's like, all right, now, how was I influential to you, Paul Stanley? <laughs> of Kiss? Of Kiss, yeah. All right, and finally uh, is number 85. A lot of the stuff that picked Chris out of the, uh, out of the actual 80s. Uh, Who's Holding Donna Now by DeBarge. From the album The Rhythm of the Night. Wow, I don't know that song. Oh boy. Oh boy. There was this time in that period of like 84 to 87 when all these families had out and had bands. Oh yeah, I know and they the were, barge. Yeah, like yeah. the barge, yeah. Um, and this was his last thing before he just uh, went off to become El, El DeBarge. Barge. Or as we would translate it, the DeBarge. The DeBarge. <laughs> um, yeah. Les DeBarge. Les DeBarge. It, it's just that it's all keytar, it's all, you know, fluffy mullets and styled eyebrows and stylized pencil pin mustaches. <laughs> and a lot of slow blow. Yep. Sounds like fun. Oh, it was a riot. <laughs> oh, it was pretty terrible, actually. So, Chris, thanks so much for contributing to that. So, um, let's move on to some of our Facebook feedback. That's a little late. Did you guys get anything? I got nothing. I got nothing. God damn it. Catherine, did you get anything? I didn't bother posting. <laughs> yeah. well, that's when I decided I was actually going to like tag you guys on here. So, uh, anyway, never mind. So, you know, we put out the call, favorite hits, you know, guilty pleasures, whatever. So, Lou Zanka says that uh, we got to install microwave ovens. And we will in about an hour from now when we discuss that song. <laughs> Pete Callahan brings up, I will get shit for this perhaps, but I really like Crazy from the Heat from David Lee Roth. White really? City was, is a great record. That's Pete Townsend. The Cure's Head on the Door was out at the time. Played it over and over to kind of my older brother's uh, roommate endlessly raving about the loathsome Smith's Meat is Murder. <laughs> Didn't like Prince the Talking Heads at all that year, and still don't. 
I uh, haven't thought about that year in so long, but I'm sure I could name a barrage of horrible and not-so-horrible songs from then. Crazy from the Heat. That's gotta be, that was when the David Lee Roth and Van Halen were kind of on the outs. They, no, they were, they were, they were already They were already out. gone. I'm he, just a gigolo. Yeah, it, just a gigolo. California Girls. Girls. It's actually pretty good. I liked it, so. Um, it, was, it was an EP that was four, uh, four standard uh, covers. Mm. And that was it. And then I think actually... The album Crazy, for, the, the song Crazy from the Heat was on that. What was it? Yankee Rose was that the name of the album? I can't remember. You know, you know the album. I'm talking I know which about one you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, but I can't remember. Huh. So um, then our buddy Ape Cod writes, uh, "You could say you're going back in time." <laughs> <laughs> to which I remember, uh, remind Steve that um, yes, when Zemeckis decided to rewrite history, where black artists stole rock and roll from white people. <laughs> Think about that, won't you? Well, I mean, in a sense, it's a, it's a whole full circle because he, because Marty McFly was stealing the music from the black people, and then he and gave the, it back to them. No, but that, that's the thing. And I saw this great video. That is a Mobius loop if I ever yeah. saw one. Oh, yeah. I saw this thing on Cracked uh, where they were talking about Forrest Gump and how Zemeckis actually has a habit of of taking accomplishments black people had and, and putting them people? onto white people. No Forrest kidding. Gump is nothing but that. No, the guy who really? discovered the bugs at uh, Watergate was black. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Elvis's uh, hip swivels. That was black. That yeah. black guy. Everything, you know, all that stuff was black. Um, yeah. What and then saying? Marty McFly. What are you saying, Andy? I'm just saying that Robert Zemeckis is a horrible racist. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Slander, right. So yeah, exactly. So um. Yeah. Here's some more stuff from our good friend, uh, Ape Cod. Okay, I was eight. Remember I was telling you about this, this whole stop using your age as an excuse? Music is timeless, right? Joe, Joe's excuse was that he was two, and he doesn't like this music. Oh, okay. He's much more of a fan of 1985 by Bowling for Soup. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that song, Bowling for Soup. You know, the, you know the band, Bowling for Soup, the unhealthiest looking band yeah, I've ever yeah. seen, ever? Yeah. Like, seriously, they all weighed a metric ton. Even the lead singer. It was, it was the, sad. The, I, I, we, after you told me this, we were doing this, I played the video, and I was like, wow, that's hilarious. That the, They have that band doing the Robert Palmer thing. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so um, Steve writes, okay, so I was eight, so here it goes, we are the world, not the first time a bunch of musicians got together to raise awareness of a problem that still oh. isn't solved three decades <gasps> later, and then pat themselves on the back for it. But it is the first one I remember. Rich white people. Yeah. We learned that in music class. Oh, yeah. And we'll get into that because that's on our list. Bowie and Jagger's cover of Dancing in the Street serves, uh, still serves a harsh reminder that Labyrinth was the best thing Bowie did in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come around here no more. Did I mention I was eight thanks to the nightmare fuel, Tommy? You know what? I love I love that song. I love that I song. Love that, but that video? And I love the end of it, too. That's why. Oh, well, the video is just like, I, mean, I was like 13. Like, oh, my God, what's going on? They're eating her. She's cake. Um, also, why w would the Goonies be watching a video about a song about the Goonies? <laughs> How very meta. Yeah. Well, I would watch a video about myself. Yeah, yeah, still. Okay. All right, then. Yeah. Would you Cindy, be if Sydney Lauper decided to, you know, sing a song along with it? Sure, what the hell? He bop, he bop. That video was so horrible, by the way. <laughs> yes, it was. That was oh god, that was awful. And then when they came up to the sushi bar, and it's like the most racist moment in any music video ever. Cindy Rapa, of which many there are in the eighties. Yes, exactly. 
Yeah, there was no racism in the eighties. Yeah, it was yeah, all it yeah. was all abolished by that time. Yeah. And then uh, he goes on to write, "Wait, isn't this the year Sting went solo and went from rocking a generation right the fuck out with the police to, hey, my mom likes that guy." <laughs> 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 that's it. Drop that's the mic. We're yeah. out of here. We're yeah. done. That's the, that's the comment. <laughs> All right. Jamie Jamie Horton writes, Slayer's hell awaits did Dotha and shall melt my faith. Twas verily a landmark of unbridled aggression. I know not of any metal album released around that time that battered ear bones as mercilessly. Yeah, for, for the record, let's not read any more emails from him. Yeah, okay. Uh, Steve does respond with verily. Um... <laughs> And finally, Jim Peterson writes, uh, Summer of 69 is still a reluctant anthem, I believe. Uh, not a big year for rap, though. Uh, the Summer of 69, by the way, is about sex. It's not about actually growing up in the summer of 1969. No kidding, really? Do you, do you know when I found, found that out? Mind blown. About six years ago. Yeah, I know, I know. Still blows me away when I hear it, and it's just... Yes, yes, you and your baby were in a 69. Well, when I was 13, I didn't know what that was, but I'm an adult now. <laughs> filthy mind. <laughs> All right, so shall, uh, ladies and gentlemen, shall we talk about um, the number one hits of 1985? Oh, we shall. Let's go. All right, these, so. These are not nearly as good as the number one hits of 1984. No, they're not. Oh, there was a, more there was, of them. There was a precipitous drop in quality from yeah. 84 to 85. I just want to point out, and I was telling Joe this earlier, when I was pulling the the, 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 um, the, the tracks for these that I'm going to put in the final podcast, most of this stuff sounds like boudoir music. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like just kind of like wimpy, just it, it's just making love music, not getting it on music, except for one song, which we'll get into in a couple. Not even good making love music. No, right? exactly. Like, 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 like the no tell motel with the heart shaped bed music. Oh no, not even that. No, I'm talking like just the, the really like vanilla. The, you know everything that you 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 would expect to be romantic, but is done in like five seconds. <laughs> you don't even break a sweat. Yeah, actually, I know exactly what scene this describes. I'm channel surfing in the mid '90s, and I see. Uh, Liam Neeson talking with a thick Irish accent, so he's clearly a bad guy. You know, he's clearly, you know, NRA. So I'm like, okay, this is Michael Connolly. No. Miami Vice. He was on an episode of oh Miami my Vice. And he had an 80s love scene with some female cop, which is a shot of the moon. Yeah. And then Liam Neeson's guess, back. It was shadow, right? It was all <laughs> shadow. Like, well, you can see his back, oh. but the woman's on the other side. Like, like and the, then they go back to the moon, uh, like and then the they're the other way, and oh my god. And while they're, while, while they're... And, and it was that kind of music. Yeah. And while they're making love, uh, Paul Young's Every Time You Go Away is playing. <laughs> so good. All you right. That is the 80s, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do we get AIDS when we're all making love? <laughs> when we're all coked out and making love. Yep. By the fire. All right. On, ironically, and I know I'm kind of jumping the gun on cheesy songs that came out in 1985, but, um, oh, God, what's his name? It was that uh, We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off to Have a Good Time song. Billy Ocean. No, no, no Jermaine Stewart. Oh, right. It was like the quintessential like answer to AIDS song. It's like, okay, well, we don't have to have sex to have a good time. Ironically, he died of AIDS. <laughs> Just saying. Anyway, back to our list of, uh, of our number one songs. So, okay. as pretty much the entire 80s has shown us, there's going to be carryover. 
from the previous year. And this year's carryover is no different. Four weeks at number one, Like a Virgin by Madonna. Said last time, last year, that ship sailed a long time before 1985. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, again, this is the album that you broke have her. no right to sing about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I mean, do we have anything to add? Uh, no, I mean, Kathy, we weren't with us in uh, for the last, last episode, year, no. so um, I'm gonna say that Cindy Lauper and Madonna were formative for me, all right, as far as you know, how I should dress. Um, that does and, explain and, your outfit a little bit, yeah. Well, you know, I've got the fingerless gloves and the leg warmers, and my hair's all crimped, and... <laughs> <laughs> you have and a flat iron, don't you? And the jelly bracelets, and the, uh... <laughs> what is that, flat iron? I think no, 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 the cr- you had a crimping... So look, no, so you look, had a crimping yeah, iron. crimping iron, so it looked like you were wearing a shingle on your head. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and if you couldn't afford a crimping iron, then you just braided your hair really tight, really small braids when you washed it the night before, and then let, let it out the next day. She also has a 20-year-old uh, Colombian dancer just waiting in the car for her right now. <laughs> oh, Pablo. <laughs> He's keeping the seats warm for me when I get back to the car. And oily. And oily. Oh, God. When did Coming to America come out? Uh, uh, 88. 88. Okay. Oh, so we got some time on that one. So, all right, next up, two weeks at number one. Uh, foreigner, I want to know what love is. There's been heartache and pain I don't know if I can face it again I can't stop now I've traveled so far To change this lonely life I want to know what love is I want you to you listen to on valentine's day when you're single and you hate everything yes 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 i i, I have to after, say after after your fourth rejection you're like you know what <laughs> you know what though at least it's not a breakup song because i mean we've all had that song that no, you haunted us after a bad breakup this one is just I, kind of the opposite it's the i can't find anybody to break up with me type <laughs> exactly, of song because yeah. i'm such a loser <laughs> I just remember them talking about this song on, uh, on I Love the Eighties one yeah. of those series, and they were basically and one, whoever whoever was I was talking about it, saying like this is a song that every guy 
they, you know, they refuse to say they, they know the words, but as soon as they hear it on the radio, boom, they bring it up. I want to know what love is. Yeah, I don't know. Anyone. And you sing it with the emotion. You're like, I want you to show me. <laughs> you really put yourself into it. Yeah. Yeah, that like, is. Oh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's. I think this is also Foreigner's only number one song. No, that really? can't be right. No, because no, um, I've been, um, right. that can't be right. That is or, not no. right. Waiting for a girl like you, I think, uh, stalled out at number two. I don't oh, think it actually okay. ever hit number one. Someone feel free to. You're looking that up right now. I, I can't look it up. Oh, right okay. All right. Uh, one second. You I'm know just what? I'm seeing what I have for foreigner. Like, for some reason, whenever I try to think of a, a foreigner song, I know I always think of a journey song. I know. Well, that was the funny thing, too, because when I was, like, nine, well, I used to confuse two all the time. They're similar genres. I mean, they're yeah. kind of... They're both yeah. arena rock. Yeah. I keep thinking, of, like, any way you want it. But I'm like, no, that's Journey. Yeah, don't ever confuse that with Foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> that song is a fucking anthem. All right? <laughs> wow, we touched a nerve. Oh, yeah. That light is red because the, the microphone is You're on. You're recording. Okay, I just would expect oh. it to be like green or something. Oh yeah, no, no, no. It just yeah. means that it's plugged in. Just feel, feel free to cut that part out. Yeah, no, okay. Wanted to make sure it was working. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> All right, so uh, three weeks at number one for our next song, um, and this is actually the only like Megan Love song that actually sounds like someone's getting some business done. <laughs> Careless Whisper by Wham featuring George Michael, which means, means you. Wham featuring the guy looking to get out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I understand that, but at the time, have you seen that video? He is getting down with the ladies, yeah. and that's actually the appearance of the perma, uh, the perma fuzz. <laughs> like he didn't shave for like ten years. It was just like five o'clock shadow all the time. Men have magnificent hair. Um, yeah, we kind of need Becca for this one. Yeah, they, yeah. I was gonna say this is this was Becca's wheelhouse. I yeah. Know um, I I have to say I love this saxophone solo. Sexy sax. It's, it's not only is it sexy sax, but it can be really, really, like, sexy, and it can be fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's a staple of the 80s. Well, do you remember, I, I brought this up before about the guy who had a sax and, and like, kept getting repeatedly kicked out of a mall for just walking into, like, the food court and playing <laughs> this and getting escorted out, and then breaking away and coming back and start playing that. it again. And then he was like, he ended up on like a high school football field playing it. They were like pulling him off, and he still managed to get out. Personally, I love the Seether cover of Careless Whisper. Oh, God. I've heard that one. It's terrible. It's awesome. Well, it's awesome and kind of like that 
you know dark yeah dark i like i like odd covers i like dark covers so yeah <laughs> metal guys trying to make fun of other guys <laughs> essentially sensitive metal guys like the yeah. lead singer of sealer it's like that cover of summer breeze Oh God! <laughs> I love that one. I, I, would, I would love to hear a metal cover of "Summer Breeze." I think I'd rather hear "Summer Breeze." Actually, it's really cover of "Summer Eleven. No, no, we never near <laughs> oh. hear "Summer Eleven again. All right. <laughs> we heard it on the Flash last night. We did hear it on we the did Flash. We did hear it on the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> and Grant Gustin has got some. He, he hit it. it. He, 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 he didn't he show up on like Glee once or something yes. like that. He actually is no, a good yeah, singer. He, yeah. he's a cast member. But the second that. Like, they were like, oh, let's go up and do karaoke. I'm like, they're doing Summer Lovin'. Hey! <laughs> That's all anybody does on TV when it's a couple doing uh, karaoke. Uh, all right. So, now. Moving on. Moving on. Two, uh, three weeks at number one. REO Speedwagons. Can't fight this feeling. You know, you know how you said the, um, I want to know what love is about wanting to know, you know? Yeah. Well, this, this is the same thing. This is about, you know what? Why don't won't she talk to me? <laughs> this is another play it in the car, driving along, singing yes. at the top of your lungs song. Um, yeah. I, I just love R.E.S. Speedwagon, and this is one of my favorite songs of theirs. It's, you know what? It's a very good serviceable single from an arena rock band. Yep. Yeah, but they had, a R.E.S. Speedwagon had a lot of good. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not taking away anything in terms of their their songwriting capability, but this is far and away so different from anything else that charted for them. Yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah, mean, think about like, the stuff from in, uh, High Infidelity. How yeah. many ballads are in High Infidelity? A <laughs> uh, shitload. Well, but they're different. They're kind of they're a little different. Keep on loving you. Yeah. Is not the same thing as can't fight this feeling. No. Can't fight this feeling is very. Is it's all on one level. And um, yeah. I think I think my favorite R.E.S. Speedwagon is probably in my dreams though. That's not a bad song. No, that's not bad. No. So, Catherine, anything about R.E.S. Speedwagon? No, it's pretty much. Oh, we are blowing through this. We're already into March thirtieth, folks. <laughs> you don't have Jim here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, I'll I'll get this. He's he's dark man because he wears a suit with sneakers. It's Phil Collins. Two weeks at number one with one more night. Trying so 
can't hate on this song. I can't hate this song. I, I can totally I have, hate on this I song. I can totally hate on this song. I I hate to admit this, but I have spent many a tear. Like, yeah. I, I, can, can, I can hate on Phil Collins all night long, yes, but I the, can't hate on this song. This, to me, is apostasy. It really, really is. Oh, yeah, yes, you're, yes, please. You're, 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 you know, you probably still haven't gotten over the fact that Peter, Peter Gabriel left the band, okay? Actually, yeah, I have, because no. this stuff is fucking horrible. <laughs> it was oh, like, you wanted a few. No, well, yeah. <laughs> no, well, that, Showtime had this thing on, um, it was a documentary about Genesis, and I'm like, thank God I missed most of this, uh, the Gabriel times. These songs are, like, 20 minutes of just, like, Something you could use a sledgehammer. Oh, quiet you. <laughs> quiet you. That video is still cool. Yeah, it, it is still so cool. It's held up really well. The song, on the other hand, which I think it was a video of Phil playing piano. Much like all of... <laughs> like all of his songs. Yeah. Yeah, and Phil Collins shows up on this list a lot tonight. Oh, um, I think there are three. Oh yeah, there are three Phil Collins songs on this list. Ooh, yeah. That's three times more Phil Collins that we really need. No, I know. We're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna exceed our quota in Phil Collins tonight. <laughs> All right, we're ready for the next one because this is a doozy, and I think it needs some. Think, we need to spend some time we'll on it. We need a colonoscopy. Come on. Oh, oh boo. come on! Come on! Boo! Hey! Hey! All right, four weeks at number one, USA for Africa, we are the world. <laughs> well, send them your heart, so they know that someone cares, and their lives will be stronger and free, as God has shown us, turn and stone to bread. And so we all must lend a helping hand. We are the world. We are the children. We are the ones to make a brighter day. So let's not give in. <laughs> All right, this song makes the stupidity, the, the idiotic lyrics of "Do they know it's Christmas?" sound like fucking "Stairway to Heaven." <laughs> oh my god, this song is so insipid. Oh, well, aren't most charities aren't most charity songs? Most really charity songs are really bad, and most of them are. Here's you know what, what it, we're doing. No, yeah, we're gonna do this whole thing. We're gonna a, pat ourselves on the back. It's we're all gonna sing a lyric and then stop. It's yes. an exor, it's an exercise in narcissism. Mm. I'm a wit, uh, rich white person living in the richest country in the world, showing that I care about the poor. I, I care about the poor. Right. I, I, I mean, care about the poors. The thing that confuses the me, thing that confuses me most about this song. Yeah. This song. The one main thing, the video. You know, it's panning through. You're seeing all these great artists. What the fuck is Dan Aykroyd doing right in the middle of? Life? I don't know what Dan Aykroyd is doing there. Has he ever... I don't think he's known for his singing ability. He's known for the Blues Brothers, though. I will, I yeah. will say this. They gave us a hell of a concert, though. Oh, the USAID that... concert. Oh, Live Aid? Live Aid. Oh, yeah, Live Aid. But the thing is, Live Aid had nothing to do with no. USA for Africa. It was kind of like... 
I think that kind of spurned it on a little bit, but yeah. that was all Geldof. Yeah, Live Aid yeah. was Geldof were... trying to pat himself on the back. Well, yeah, I mean, I think Live Aid, it made perfect sense. It brought in a lot of awareness. It was an awesome concert. Unbelievable yeah. concert. Oh, my God, was it a good concert for everybody. Um, the thing is also I found out about we, uh, about USA for Africa is, unlike Band-Aid, <laughs> this, yeah, I know, Band-Aid was done with pretty much all donated everything. Mm-hmm. The, the the studio was donated the time none of the artists got paid all the or essentially all the materials for recording all of that stuff I mean I think maybe one percent of all the money they took in actually was for the marketing and just getting it out there USA for Africa I think was about seventy five percent having to be paid off like twenty five percent of all the money they brought in and this was the biggest hit one of the biggest hits of the year mm-hmm. it won the Grammy and um. Wow. It, it took in far less money because they had to pay off so many people to get it out. Yeah. So, way to go, charity. <laughs> yeah, like like I said earlier, we learned that in music class yeah. in, in my school. Oh, this is just such a bad... It's just so... So bad. Ugh. Everybody, and you know, you can tell everyone's like like their little, their little misty, teary eyes singing their one part. Singing, sing, yeah, singing their, their bar. Yeah. <laughs> It's the one where you, it's if you really listen to lyrics, it just makes no sense whatsoever. Right. We are the ones who make a brighter day, so, so let's, let's start, start giving. giving. <laughs> We're saving our own lives. I love it too because then like a bunch of nobodies from the early '80s starts popping up. Mm. It's like Steve Perry pops up, and then Kim Carnes is in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a song in four years, everybody. <laughs> didn't didn't like the heavy metal people do something along? Hearing aid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's the name of the It's still, it's funny. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Oh, God. That wasn't God. any good either. No, that was terrible. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Next up, one week at number one. Uh, crazy for you from Madonna. I'm not a big Madonna fan, but yeah. I actually that's one of my favorite. I my yeah, favorite this Madonna is this song. is one of my favorite Madonna songs as well. Can you name the movie it came from? Oh 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 oh! I know the. Uh. Was it the one that was supposed to be a, a vehicle for Patricia Arquette? Uh no no. Oh. It wasn't Splash, was it? Nope. nope. That was '84. Get it right. <laughs> I can't remember. All right. I know it was a Vision movie. Quest. Yep. Yeah, I, I got nothing. Matthew Modine Matthew. and Linda Fiorentino. Exactly. 
<laughs> um, I, I mainly remember the Vision Quest soundtrack because it was the first tape that I had I'd purchased, soundtrack tape, that was clear. Remember when they all kind of like went from white to clear? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was the first clear tape I had. Oh, so I think that's a lot of that. So you could see the real. Yeah, exactly. That was right. special. That was special. With the white lettering on it. <laughs> well, I still remember my first CD. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure soundtrack. CD or tape? CD. CD, okay. I don't remember my We're talking CD. tapes. They never made clear CDs. No, no but that'd be kind of interesting. Well, it's not going to happen now. I mean, we're <laughs> we're beyond... We, I mean, we Autumn and I struggled today to figure out how she was going to listen to a CD today. <laughs> That's sad, Andy. Laptop. DVD player. Well, no, I'm using the laptop. Oh. That oh, hence okay. the problem. Um, yeah, DVD player. Yeah, the DVD player. Or the Blu-ray, yeah. Yeah, that's how that works. DVD? Who uses DVDs? <laughs> Some people still do. You do if you want to see the play. I, mean, <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, another one week at number one. Simple Minds, Don't You Forget About Me. Oh, my the God. Breakfast Club. Breakfast Eighties, in my opinion. It was written. In I don't know. I figured. Yeah. I know. I figured. Yeah, I know. I figured. Saying almost fire was the most overrated. Yeah. Movie. No. No. Yeah, uh, well, we have. Fire. Well, we're gonna get to that one, and that has to be regarded in order to be overrated. Uh, <laughs> I don't know anybody who did 125 <clears throat> viewings of the breakfast of uh, Saint Elmo's fires. Fire. Yeah. Well, like you know, it was it was big. It was popular. Um, I watched. I recorded off of Channel 56, so they're all saying, "Flip you." <laughs> <laughs> It is easily quotable. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the song itself, the only good thing about this song is that it launched Simple Minds, which is a mm. very good band. Yeah, they had a few hits, yeah. A few, yeah well, they had a lot of good hits. Yeah. All well, from the same year, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I launched them, and then they didn't really progress much further. Right, right. All right, next up. Um, That's much launch as gate exposure. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks at number one. Um, oh, Wham! Titled proper this time. Um, Everything she wants. Not featuring George Michael. Not featuring George Michael.
I gotta say, out of all their big hits, I think this might be my favorite Wham song. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, again, we need Becca for this one. Okay? No, exactly. Exactly. So she go over the history of it. I don't know why. It's just it's a fun song. It's not nearly as head up your ass as uh, "Wake Me Up" as "Before You Go Go" is. Or, <laughs> yeah, but that's a, that's or a much better sexy title. Is, uh, <laughs> that's a much better title though. "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go." Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. All right. There's no pretense with that song. Yeah. <laughs> well, they also weren't wearing like the skimpy short shorts with the with their nuts hanging out of them either. So <laughs> I wonder whose idea that was. Andrews. <laughs> sounds like a. Hey guys, you got to take one of my ideas, and that's the one I'm going with. <laughs> well, raid, I'm leaving the band, man. Did they raid the uh, wardrobe from Let's Get Physical? <laughs> Probably. Oh God. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Olivia. All these guys are interested in you. <laughs> it's all about you. Yeah. The dancers aren't interested in you, and the fat guys aren't interested in you because all they're doing is imagining you as like a chicken. It's like a, a roast chicken on your feet. Given at the end of the video, the guys walk off with each other. It's right, pretty exactly. obvious. How very avant-garde. See, they were trying to tell they're us. Way, they're way ahead of the time. They were way ahead of the time. They were trying to tell us something, man. Oh, God. Take that, Pat Robertson. <laughs> All right. Um, so after everything she wants is... Um, Two weeks at number one. Tears for Fears. Everybody wants to rule the world. I mean, it would just be a pain in the ass. I mean, I got—I don't have enough time in my day to watch TV, let alone rule the world. I mean, I, I think, yeah, when I was eleven, I didn't want to rule the world. I can't organize my desk. What makes you think I want to take over the world? I don't mind ruling the world, but a lot of people are going to die. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love Tears for Fears, and I love this album. It's all right. It's—I I, like—I like the song. It, uh, what yeah. movie? It was a uh... Songs in the Big Chair. No, but what movie was it? it was in the in the, that Val Kilmer movie with um, that one? Yeah. Well, he was the he was in college. He oh, was Real, Genius. Genius. Real Genius. Real Genius. Okay. I yeah, I don't. I've only seen Real Genius once during I think its initial HBO run. <laughs> so, um, which was two years after its theatrical run. Pretty much, yeah. By the way, popcorn can't burst out of a building. Myth busted. Oh, it can't. No. Ah, damn you. <laughs> Damn you, Adam, another guy, walrus man. JB. Damn you for ruining my fun. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely Why love Tears for Fears. <laughs> this is actually the, one of their weaker singles, too. I, I love The next one we talk about with them, I'm, I, I, Shout. I, I love. Shout. I hate that song. I'm sorry. No. I, I don't know. It. It's just, If it. you compare, well, and we, well, you know, let, let's wait till we get to it. Yeah. All right. I so can, I can see why you like this song though. This is definitely in your warehouse, real house. Oh, absolutely! This is the precursor to all the alt rock I listened to in high school. Yeah, it, for me, so it's, that it's, explains it. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just not my style. All right, you know, it's just you know, just synthy Brit music. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, no real guitar anywhere in there. It's almost all bass and synth led. So heathen. Yeah. heathen. <laughs> it's a good song. Don't get me wrong. I just, yeah. 
All right. That's fine. That's fine. All right. So um, two weeks at number one following that, everybody's prom song, Heaven by Brian, Brian Adams. Either, but no. I guarantee it was in somebody's 80, prom. In 85, I'm sure it was. Oh, I'm sure it was everybody's prom song in 85. Oh, boy. Oh, Mr. I, Adams. I do like Brian Adams. I do. Uh, yeah, I do like I, I don't like this song, but I do like Brian Adams. I like yeah. this song. Actually, I, I gotta say, out of his ballads, this is probably a, I mean, this is absolutely a better ballad than anything that came out of uh, Robin Hood yeah. or The Three of Us. No, 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 no. To really no. love a woman is... This is way, way better than Heaven. Wasn't that um, Don Juan DeMarco? Yep. All right, I didn't bring up that. I brought up the other two. <laughs> ah! Touché, monsieur. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it, it's, it's a decent little song. I mean, it's Brian Adams in the 80s when he was still doing the... He, actually, I think we, we referred to this Reckless as like his leather album versus his denim album of uh, Cuts Like a Knife. This is also, uh, what, Jim's favorite album of his? Uh, uh, Brian Adams, yes, it's yeah. his favorite. Oh, right. Right, yeah. I mean, realistically speaking, when you when you ask anybody who is even a like a moderate Brian Adams fan, what's your favorite Brian Adams album, Reckless. they're going to name this. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, nobody names the one that, you know, the Robin Hood song showed up on. <laughs> I saw. I told you guys. I saw him live on the. Pretty much, I was given a ticket to go see Brian Adams live solely so I could be the 21 plus buying beer for my friend Dan. <laughs> Sucker! I got a free show. I got free beer, and all I had to do was we'll present my ID. <laughs> he puts on a lousy concert. <laughs> I wouldn't expect him to make a, make a big deal. With a voice like this, you really can't hold it all that much. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, hush. All right. So anyway, uh, next up. God, we're already halfway through the year. Damn. We're blowing through this. We're going to need some singles soon. No, we got them. Don't worry. All right. One week at number one. Again, from Mr. Phil Collins. Susudio. Oh, I oh. hate this song.
I don't. I, what does this one make sense? No, no it doesn't. No, no, no. Studio. But it's catchy because now it's stuck. Yeah, it, it's not coming out either. Damn earworm. That's the problem with this song. I think that's why it ended up at number one. This song is so unspeakably stupid. Yeah, it is. But the problem is, like, like, like Catherine says, all of a sudden you find yourself going, Sue, 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 I mean, oh, yeah. there's so much in there. I yeah, mean, you've got, like, the... A lot of Phil Collins songs were overproduced. I mean... There's a, a lot of unnecessary horn in this A lot show. of unnecessary horn. Do you horn. agree with me? A lot of, yeah, oh, yeah. And a lot of unnecessary drums, which is... I mean, I know Phil Collins, Collins is a... He's good, a drummer. He's, he's a, a good very drummer, good drummer. But he overdoes... I mean, he adds more bangs and crashes in and, it. Well, he has more that, drummer, drums than it really needs. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's not, this isn't rushed 18, you know, or... Um, 2120. 2120, okay? We don't we don't need you going into your nil pert in imitation mode. Right, okay? exactly. It, the drums over I think the drums were oversynthesized in it. The pro, and electric drums are the curse of the eighties. Let's just put it that yes. way. Well that's yes. the problem. and in eighty five, you know, anybody knows me knows I'm a huge Eric Clapton fan. And eighty five behind I didn't mind it that much, but a lot of people consider it one of Clapton's worst albums, Behind the Sun. Okay. And it was produced by Phil Collins. Uh-huh. So, you know, <laughs> you got one of the greatest rock and roll guitarists. Yeah. And you're not going to let him play guitar? Ugh. It's all synth and drums, and it's like... What, 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 were there any hits that yielded out of there? No. That was in Poor Little Man, was uh, it? Forever, Forever Man. Forever Man! Yeah, that kind of thing. All right. So, all right, let's move on. Out to a song I really love. Two weeks at number one, A View to a Kill by Duran Duran. Favorite um, Bond theme, but not song. my favorite Bond theme. Not my favorite Duran Duran song, Sign but the they meet in the middle. Bond, yeah, Bond. I, I still prefer the uh, Aha uh -huh, Bond theme. Okay, and it's, that's actually, you know what? I think that is an unsung song. Yeah. It's a very good song. I learned a lot about Duran Duran because I had a babysitter who loved Duran Duran. I oh, love Duran. I love Duran Duran. Duran, Duran and, and I earned, you know, I, I I inherited. I was like, yes. I'm sorry. I still love the reflex. Duran Duran was the second band I saw live. The first being the police. Uh, <laughs> in terms of headliners. Because if you really want to get down to the nitty gritty, the Fix and Fox Seagulls were the first bands I saw live. But, uh, yes. Seagulls. 
I've well, seen them. That explains the hair in, in your high school. Don't need it. Yeah, don't need it on my bucket list. Already done. <laughs> At a very early age. Um, but A View to a Kill is almost the perfect Bond song because it actually steals elements of the day, the, the day Barry. Yeah. Yeah. Dave Barry. Dave Barry. Dave Barry. <laughs> That'd be an interesting thing. The John Barry theme. <laughs> now, you know how the band goes like this and then like this? And what's with the eyeliner? I'm asking you. Nick Rhodes, what's with the hey, eyeliner? Do not confuse Dave Barry with Jerry Seinfeld, I will okay? Not. All right. Um, <laughs> actually, it was funny, too, because I was listening to the... James Bonding podcast, and I was listening to the live thing they did with How Did This Get Made on A View to a Kill, and this, actually, they confirmed, A View to a Kill is still the only Bond song to hit number one. Skyfall did not hit number one, apparently. That's a shame. That's amazing. I, I was shocked. That was the one Grace Jones, right? View to a Kill? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Where she may have been mutated from a horse or something. <laughs> well, that's Grace Jones in general. Yeah. Grace Jones, she had a she had a big year or two with Conan the Destroyer. She and did, she yeah. She did too. Apparently, interesting story about um, the the love scene between um, Bond and Mayday. Um, love scene. Yeah. Well, there was I guess Roger Moore had this really bad habit of like whenever he'd have love scenes with his substantially younger actresses. He was fifty eight when they made yeah. this movie. Uh I'm surprised he's still alive. He would he would be all grab assy on them, and Grace Jones had heard about this, so um, <laughs> so apparently, and the way that Matt Gorley brought this up on the on James Bonding was well, apparently what happened was she went into her big silver attaché um, of black dildos, removed one from like the foam cutout area, and then proceeded to. Uh, to just slap Roger Moore with it. <laughs> I would have loved to see pictures of video of that. I would never want to see that. I'm just I happy would. to hear about it. No, it's just, it was whack, very. Whack, whack, whack. That would just be traumatizing. Actually, I just, I just, I just thought that the whole, the, the whole mental image of her seeing her with a silver attaché where she opens it up and there's like this, this foam cutout with just like these like three black dildos just kind of like form fitted into the. Just thinking about um, like taking out a weapon. Yeah. Just thinking about Roger Moore and Grace Jones together. It seems like their love scene would have to be filmed in two separate rooms because otherwise Roger Moore would probably be killed. Well, apparently, Looking according to this, yeah. he he wasn't on set for any of the ski stuff. Like anytime they showed the skiing oh, and all that, any well, the way it was put was anytime you see James Bond doing anything in that movie, it's not Roger Moore. I'm not surprised. <laughs> so. um... Yes, but I, I love A View to a Kill. It's, Look, it's an awesome Duran Duran song. It also does yeah. predate actors taking pride in doing their own stunts. True, yeah. true. You wouldn't see Daniel Craig doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, he actually had his balls slapped by, uh, <laughs> by what, what was his name in Casino Royale. Oh, yes. <laughs> the Le Chief. All right, next up, one week at number one. Oh, only a week. Every Time You Go Away by Paul Young.
Oh my god! <laughs> Out of all the songs we've reviewed so far, this might be the by far the most loathsome song on this list. Every time, every time you go away, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> yeah, um, you may remember it from when they played it in um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. No, I just know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, at the very end. Yeah, yep. It's just. Really Paul weird. Young just had the weirdest voice. Like I never felt like Paul Young had a good voice, but he had a very easy to impersonate voice. Cause everything would sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds like the guy who did, uh, the lead singer from uh, Young Cannibals. Find Young Cannibals. All right. Um, okay. Three weeks at number one. Tears for Fears again. Shout. I love this song. Nope. Fuck you. Nope. Uh, <laughs> nope. Shout 2000 also. If you th- if, it is if such you an look, annoying song. But if you look at m- the majority of the songs on this number one list, this is by far the most diverse and different thing on this list. And especially with everything that's that that's that's preceding this. Okay, I'll give you Andy. Diff- you're giving it I'll a pretty you yeah. different. You know what? I'm not going to give you diverse. You're giving it, it a, mostly just. Shout, you're very, let you're it all I'm, I'm talking musically. I'm not talking no, about the You're lyrics. giving it a very low bar if that's the standard you're going by, okay? <laughs> well, it was 85. Well, it was 85. Exactly, that's what I mean. <laughs> now, for me, the 80s ended like a year before this for me, so. Uh... This is just a song. I mean, it, it's not my. I don't like it. I don't hate it. It's just. Yeah. A you're ambivalent about it. You're, yeah, it's hey, but if you were to remove the lyrics and just hear the music. You wouldn't, I you think know. it would be completely. I mean, I think it would be different. But again, it's that synthy kind of alt rock. Right, exactly. And I'm right. Which is why I generally prefer the Shout 2000. I don't think I've heard Shout 2000. That's Disturbed's cover. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) 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 Now I'm going to have to go listen to it. Yes. All right. Next up. Two weeks at number one. Huey Lewis in the news. The power of love. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Want to talk about an infectious song from the second you heard it in the in the the first it five minutes tune. of that movie? It is such a catchy tune. And it's the perfect. It, I mean, it encapsulates the movie perfectly. Yeah, I think. yeah. It encapsulates that scene perfectly as well. Yep. You can skateboard in a school. Yep. Uh, yep. 
Um, yeah, and the, the sad thing is, this is a thousand times better than any of the other Huey Lewis songs on this soundtrack. And by the way, yeah, you we, shut your mouth about that. Oh, we're, back in time. We're talking, we're like talking back about Back time. to the Future, by the well, way, well, everybody. Well, he yeah. says sports. Oh, yeah. Sports. Because sports had a lot of good songs. Yeah. Right, so. All right. So going, f- I mean, Power of Love is about a thousand times better than most Huey Lewis songs going forward. Okay, I'll buy that. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll concede to that. Yeah, it's just, it, I mean, come on. Hip to be square is not, I mean, I don't care what Patrick Bateman says. <laughs> American Psycho. Oh, okay. Wait, is this no. Huey Lewis? Why, yes, it is. Okay, that was a funny, funnier die, though. Um, oh, yeah, the one with Huey Lewis and Weird Al? Yes. Huey, yes. Where Huey, Huey Lewis kills Weird Al in the style of American Psycho for I Want a New Duck. Yeah. <laughs> That's for stealing my songs, you bastard! <laughs> whack, whack, whack. <laughs> They, they played that on the big screen at the Weird Al concert. Oh, they did? Yes. Oh, God. Actually, hey, is that a raincoat? Yes, it is! He's coming around pretty soon. Uh, he, he should be. Weird Al? July, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah oh. new album. Mandatory fun. Yeah, that was like last year. Yeah, I figured no. he would have made, ra- made the, the rounds already. Not yet. Uh, huh. But yeah, Weird Al finally made it to number one. We'll, we will eventually get to <laughs> 2014. All right, what do... um. Any thoughts on Power of Love? I mean, it yes, it encapsulates Back to the Future really, really well. Yeah, it's, it's catchy. It's a it's good fun, it's yeah. song. It's pop. Yeah. It's good pop. It's got a great, great guitar solo. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, and in fact, I, I find the horns unnecessary in this, but you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> and Marty McFly got uh, expelled from the uh, from the band concert for trying to do a hard rock version of it. <laughs> exactly, because yeah. it's just too darn loud. That was yeah. Lewis himself. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Another soundtrack song. Two weeks at number one, St. Elmo's Fire, Man in Motion by John Parr. There's something that you can't hate about this song. You can I, hate the movie, but you can't hate the song. Oh, you can absolutely hate this movie. This movie is horseshit. <laughs> but it, but it's, people love. I mean, for some reason, people it, love this song. Nobody loves that movie. I don't know. All right, what is your, does your wife love it? No, I'm no, sorry. No. Did I, did I, did I, did I, <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. I'm just saying. But it, it is very critically acclaimed, and when people talk about best '80s movies. St. Elmo's Fires always get ranked up there. Oh, you know what? I, I got you know what? I'm going to go to right around Rotten Tomatoes. I got, I got to figure this out, buddy, because I really I do, I think you and I lived in a different '80s. I really, <laughs> really do. I don't remember anybody loving this movie. I really do. I mean, part of the fact was because it really was like The Breakfast Club. If everybody had um, jobs, it, no, if everybody had a, dr- a crippling dr- drug dependency, yeah. St. Elmo, oh damn it, no, not Sesame Street. 
<laughs> Speaking of crippling drug dependencies. Sesame Street and Have you had your heroin today? Huh? Have you had your heroin today? No, I haven't. The fucking snow. <laughs> Emma said you can't stay here, but you gotta go home. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. And who are the dealers in your neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. All right, I'm gonna go to IMDb on this one. I we gotta we get we gotta we gotta settle this one like right quick because, damn. Um, <laughs> Saint Elmo's fire. All right, let's see. Eventually, this will pop up yep, here. Forty-seven percent. Forty-seven percent. Okay, so. So I was mistaken. Yes, I don't. I, I, you know, I I don't mean to call you on that, but it's just nobody oh. loves that movie. In fact. Maybe maybe people you know or knew love that movie, but Rotten Tomatoes not so much. Then I get it. Saint Elmo's Fire, your mom's favorite movie. Then I get I get to rethink about the people I hang out with. Yeah, exactly. I mean, seriously, it's 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 beyond odious. I mean, the this Man in Motion song is really like inspiring and very Olympiad kind of like I'm gonna be a champion type of oh, thing. Oh, okay, so that's the that's the song from the Olympics. No, dun, not dun, really. Dun, dun, ah, no, that's no, no. Okay. It sounds like how, an Olympic however, song. Though. Yeah. The critic score is forty seven percent. The user score sixty nine percent. Whoa. Sorry, sixty nine. So um, um, apparently the users are users like it more. All right. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna say is that Rob Lowe rapes somebody in the movie and he still comes off as the hero. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Next. All right. Three weeks of number one. Dire Straits. Money for nothing. about this without discussing the video at least for two minutes. Yeah. No. Well, I know you can. I know I can. I mean, I can. I, I can. All right. Let me ask what? you a question, Joe. Yeah. Which Dire Straits song do you feel is the bigger bandwagon song? Because you're a Dire Straits fanatic. You love Dire, oh, yeah. dire Straits, yeah. right? All right. Which is a bigger bandwagon song for Dire Straits fans? Walk of Life. Thank you. All right. I was just, you know, you know where I was going with that. Walk of Life. I'm sorry. I hate Walk of Life. There's no, like I, nothing dire straits about that song at all. This, uh, Money for Nothing and Walk of Life are definitely the most commercial songs. They're not re in this album, because mm -hmm. I loved I love Brothers in Arms. As an, as a as a whole, I love Brothers in Arms. The, I don't like these two songs. I don't like Money for Nothing. I, right. always, I always fast forward it because I didn't have a CD player then. <laughs> or and my mom's car didn't have the uh, the automatic stop on her uh, <laughs> on her cassette player, so I always fast forward. Thirty second jump. That and uh, Walk of Life, I always fast-forwarded. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, they were just too commercialized, too overproduced, had nothing to do with the way Dire Straits really sounds. Right. If you listen to a lot of their other songs, like uh, Your Latest Trick, 
which is about a prostitute. No. No kidding, huh? Brothers in Arms, yeah, the title track, Brothers in Arms, uh, Across the River. Those are real Dire Straits songs. The, the other stuff is schlock for the most part. All right. Beverly Hillbillies by Weird Al. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they, they, they ripped off the video, and also Michael Kamen was the guitarist. The guitarist for Dire Straits. He did the guitar on oh. uh, on on Beverly Hillbillies, and Weird Al was like, "You're not playing it exactly the same, but it is your song." Yeah. So I'm not going to critique you. Yeah. He, he, they basically they went to him and said, "Oh, we want to do this version of, of want to do this to your song." And he's like, "Yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I like that. Do you need someone to play the guitar?" <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sure, I don't have to hire any of my musicians. Fine, you jerk. <laughs> oh yeah. The band's still working. You know, with, yeah. you know it's not just Weird Al's. The, the band is still there. Right. So they're getting paid. <laughs> All right, now we can talk about the video. <laughs> I mean, it was the earliest version of CGI. Very. Yeah. Very, very early. Very. Well, I mean, you contrast it to the video for Walk of Life, which right. was just a bunch of sports clips. That's true. You know? But you know what the funny thing is, though? If you go back... If you just go back... Um, well, actually, if you fast-forward 14 years from when this song was number one, and think of video game graphics of that time, most specifically, like, N64 graphics, yeah. they looked identical to this music video. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. P- I, like, like, PS1 graphics yep. look like this. I, I will I will take the, uh, the, the quality of, of CGI... From the Dire Straits video over, say, the CGI Saturday morning cartoons of the early nineties. Oh, like oh, you mean re- like like reboot? Reboot. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I love reboot. Come the on. Beast Wars. I, I oh. Shall, <laughs> oh. I shall not hear a word said against either Beast Wars I, or reboot. Come on. I didn't. <laughs> we're just, I we're not, like reboot. Reboot was a good the, show. We're not talking about the plot. We're talking about the graphics. The graphics. Right. I seem to remember. I seem to remember Saturday morning cartoon in the in, in the early nineties. It was computer generated. That was essentially taking place on a racetrack with the same three pieces of animation. It could have been a fever dream, <laughs> but was. I really want to believe it was real. Yeah, I've never seen Some reboot properly. Racer. I just got subjected to the promos on my Farscape DVDs. <laughs> All right, ready for another one here? Yeah. All right, one week at number one. Ready for the world. Oh, Sheila. I'd be, I, you know what? I was damned I to find out this song is not produced by Prince in any way, shape, or form. I can't remember it. Oh, she. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought that was Prince. Actually. No, it wasn't. <laughs> you know what the same thing was? Yeah. <laughs> I thought first of all it was going to be a Prince song produced by Prince. Nope, nothing. No, Prince had didn't have a, a fingerprint on this thing. Are they from Michigan or uh, Minneapolis? Nope, they're from Michigan. So yeah, it's like... Starts with a them. Well, yeah. 
I think Prince should sue, should sue them for <laughs> because that sounds like Prince. Oh, this is piracy of image and voice. Yeah. I mean, everything about this song is so. I mean, if you see the video, everybody's got like the syncopated like move left, uh, you know, dance, dance, move right, dance, dance. Everyone's carrying their instrument, guitars included. <laughs> Oh, my God. But I got to say, though, again, this is one of those songs, if you remove the lyrics, the actual music isn't too horrible. I mean, it's horrifically dated, but... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up. Oh, Mike, you're going to love this one. One week at number one, Norwegian supergroup. Aha! Take on me. Yep. About the song without talking about the music video for two minutes. Sure. All right, go ahead, go. Everyone, go. I love this. I like the song. It's, yeah. I, it's it's a good song. It's catchy. It's. I like the song, and in my life as a Second Life DJ, this one was highly requested. Really? Oh yeah. Well, most of the most of the people I was DJing for were a little older than me, and so this was like their their teenage years, their mm -hmm. songs. So yeah. They really really liked it. I, and I didn't mind it. I could play this one. I, you know, it wasn't one of the ones where I'd be like, okay, you requested this, I'll play it, and then I'm going to mute it and not listen. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it was like a Euro synth song and stuff like that, but I mean, I enjoyed it. it yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't mind the synth on it's it. It's happy. Yeah. It's upbeat. I'm going to, I'm going to, I got to play Mike Cicerone for a second here, though, and say that I think that their other hit was better. They had the sun hit. always, yeah, the sun always shines on TV. Mike is the expert of the other hit. Um. I didn't even know they had another hit. Another they had a full album of I songs. I don't even know what that song... I, I don't know their other hit. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Don't mind me. I'm just playing the song. No, no. Okay, that's fine. All right, do you want to talk about the video now? Oh, I love that video. All right. Uh, but still, I mean, it's one of the most innovative videos ever made. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, the fact... You know, they get the, the kind of the pencil shading, and they just shift it, and it's, it... it yes. Completely Seamless. seamlessly into being live action. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. The, the whole thing being beat up, beaten up by the pencil drawn guy. Oh, the guy with the wrench. Yeah, that, that, that was kind of <laughs> weird, but uh, I mean, other than that, I love that song. I love that video every, every yeah. time. Yeah. Watch it. But I, I guarantee that uh, diners in Norway don't look anything like that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Norwegian women don't look anything. I like don't. That I don't think so either. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um. Number one for one week, saving all my love for you, Whitney Houston.
first number one hit. Okay. Yeah. Good job. Um, this is definitely a product of its era. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of sax, lots of making love. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, yeah. Well, if you're making love to this song, it's kind of slow making love. Well, she did say they'll be making love the whole night through. Because she's saving all of her love for you. Saving all her energy, apparently. Oh, God. Now, this is before she she discovered the magic of la cocaine, so... <laughs> la cocaine. Yeah. I don't know. There's not much I can say because I just... I was never at, in any way, shape, or form a Whitney Houston fan. Oh, no. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, Whitney Houston didn't do anything. I mean, in all honesty, I couldn't even appreciate her. That's just kind of the... You know, because you can have artists, you're like, yeah, you know, I was really into them, but, you know, they were talented. I, I just... I have no appreciation for her music. When it comes to like strong black female singers of the eighties, yeah, Tina Turner, Tina Turner. Tina Turner, oh absolutely, all the way, hell yeah, oh yeah. Private Dancer as an album beats anything that Whitney Houston oh. came out with. In exactly, the 80s. and she also had like thirty years on her too. So. Right. All right, so let's move on. Oh, okay, talking about another uh, has been here. Uh, one week at number one, part time lover Stevie Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> again proving our theory that 80s Stevie Wonder sucks horribly. We actually had this conversation last year when we did the 84 <laughs> stuff with... Um, yes, we did. I just called to say I love you. And I think Jim said this is actually a worse song. It's just, again, it's so scattershot and so this... overproduced and so kind of unnecessary. Yeah. I mean, this you is want, the guy that gave us superstition. You want you want you want to talk about emotional and mental damage? Yeah. You know, my mom singing this this and uh, and uh, what was the other one? Just called "Say I Love You." Yeah, just the call. I say it on oh, the song. Oh God! In the car. Okay, ma. There was another song he came out in a, with in a broken English. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. oh wow. boy. Yeah. Yeah, that's not embarrassing for a preview that's a boy. <laughs> nope, not at all. Oh look, and there are those girls I liked. Oh. No. Uh, don't. And I can't fight this feeling yeah, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, one week at number one. Wow, lots of one week stuff here. Jan Hammer, the Miami Vice theme.
<laughs> okay. Move yeah, on. I mean, move on. <laughs> it was a theme from a TV show. At this point, an excellent TV show. Because the 1984 season of Miami Vice was the best thing on television at the time. I, I am quite shocked that, um, that they had gotten like, an instrumental like this to be number one. Mm. Yeah, you know what? Instrumentals very rarely. Yeah. Right. But when they do, and usually. Year, we got two of them. Axel F. Yeah. You know, Harold Faltermeyer's Axel F was yeah. the number one hit. And this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and actually, I think that the. I think David Sanborn did um, the love theme to San Elmo's Fire, and that was a huge hit this year as well. Wow. Yeah. So. All right, moving on. Oh, okay. Now here's possibly the worst song ever written. Um, two weeks at number one Starship. We built this city. Constantly pops up on worst songs ever lists. But you can't hate it though. It's, oh. You know what? I, I guess it's it, it kind of. I guess it's where you stood at the time the song came out. Because my mom was a huge Jefferson Airplane fan. Oh, okay. Well, and that, 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 yeah, that exactly. There it is. But I, like, I do. You I've never. You know, I was fourteen around this time, so I've never seen a corpse rape before. But <laughs> <laughs> I dare you to watch the Muppets. And not love this song. Well, that's a different story. It's the fucking Muppets. <laughs> I love that movie. Don't you? Don't you dispel my we're, love of that we're, movie? We're back to the the I love this guy too. My mom likes that band. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Jefferson it, Airplane is your sting. Yes, exactly. Well, actually, Sting is my sting, but that's yeah. <laughs> you went to high school with me. You knew that. So um, <laughs> nothing, nothing. So anyway, uh, we built this city. I was huge into the police and sting in high school. Oh, yeah, you were. So. Gigantic. I know. So anyway, moving on to uh, We Built This City, though. I love this song. Do you guys ever, do you, I, listening to it on the radio when it was like a big hit, back when the radio stations would get cute and kind of throw in their own little radio intro Yeah. to the whole thing during the bridge? Yeah. Yep. I listened to my mother's station, which was, uh, oh, Please tell me it was BCN. Please tell me it was BCN. My mom's station was VBF. VBF. Okay. Lauren and Wally. Oh, okay. I was going to say, was it WODS? No, it was Lauren and Wally. I I listened to my... Who have survived a couple of different uh, theme changes and are still there. And now it's a country music station, like everything in Boston. No, it, it, no, it was, oh, it was VBS. No, then it was CLB, but it's something else now. Right. 1057? I thought it was the classic rock station. They took over for ZLX. <laughs> I had to listen to my father's station, Oldies 103.3. See, that was oh, my father's God. station. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm lucky. My, my parents like rock and roll, so we get BCN <laughs> all the time. It was awesome. See, my mom let me have control of the radio, so. Oh, that's good. That's yeah, you know, good. Just, Being I, a single child, you know. Didn't have an opinion. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, so next up, um, one week at number one. Again, Phil Collins. But this time with Marilyn Martin. Separate lives. 
Collins songs we just discussed. I'm drawing a blank. <coughs> I this, remember more about the movie than the song. This essentially is like a fan fiction version of One More Night. It really is. <laughs> it's just so, so bad. So bad. And it comes from a bad movie. Are you familiar with White Knights? Anyone? Yes. No. I watched it. Yes. Did you? Not We're, in theaters, but mom, was, mom rented it. I was going to say voluntarily. Uh, well, Mom rented it, and so it was more voluntarily than some of the other crap Mom rented, like yeah. every John Wayne movie ever. Oh, God. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, right before my mom just came out as a lesbian, she watched every Bond movie and every John Wayne movie. The writing was just Denial. on the wall, wasn't it? Denial. <laughs> she was like, do I like men? No, really not. <laughs> But you got to admit, though, John Wayne really isn't, like, the basis to look at for that, though. I mean, he was a terrible actor. Yes. I, no, I defy don't anybody. You, don't you say anything against John Wayne. Hey, no, there. No. Wait a second. <laughs> Mr. Wayne, when you look up at Jesus on the crucifix, show some awe. Awe, oh, he is truly the Son of God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, White Knights was... Uh, Mar- Mikhail Baryshnikov is a, is a defected... Um, oh, R- Russian ballet dancer, yeah. da- um, Gregory Hines, yes, who we defected from the U.S. to live in Russia to protest the Vietnam War, <coughs> and then Brushnikov gets stuck in Russia and they have to dance their way out. It's oh, yeah, and and cross a bridge for a hostage exchange and there's a woman involved. Helen Mirren, I think it's Helen Mirren is the woman. Really. I all right, uh, Doctor IMDb, come to the rescue here. She is still a babe. She is still a babe. Oh yeah. my God, her in red, wearing a gown, and, oh, and which boots. one, red or red too? Red, where red, she's wearing yeah. a full yeah. length gown, heavy boots, firing a minigun. Wow. Yeah. Um, actually, yes. Uh, uh, John Stewart was posting around a picture of Helen Mirren from from her younger days, going, "That looks like Jennifer Lawrence." Yep, that is Helen Mirren. Yep. And and it's like I completely agree and and yeah 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 and yeah. And, and yes Helen Mirren is is still a babe and and the and fact that is. she can go yeah sure I'll be in a movie where I'm wearing a full length gown heavy boots and firing a machine gun that sounds good I'm an Oscar winner I don't care I can do whatever I want <laughs> I'll be badass all right and beautiful yeah all right so next up two weeks at number one Mister Mister with broken wings.
do like oh. this isn't my favorite Mr. Mr. Why don't you tell us how you really feel? I <laughs> never realized how heavily Christian Mr. Mr. really was. Did you really what did what did you not listen to that song? You, I, you know what the thing is is that I I kind of had the musical blinders on at the age of fourteen when I listened to listen to the real world. So also you never looked up what Kyrie Elias on actually. I knew what right? it was, but I really didn't care. Oh okay. Um yeah no it's oh god this song. I actually this do. song I'm amazed that they don't show this for fallen for like wounded warrior projects or anything like that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind this song. I I, I actually I do prefer Kyrie a lot more. Oh Kyrie actually. is a better song. Yeah. 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 Welcome to the real world this is actually a better song, but it didn't chart well at all. So. Yeah. But no, I, I got nothing against this song. For our sixth grade graduation, we learned this song called "Take," which went "Take these wings and learn to fly to the highest levels in the sky" or something like that. And so we told the music teacher it sounded like broken wings. Yeah. So she compared it, and then we had to like study and explain what the differences were. And then you had to write an apology, letter then, of then apology to, to Mr. Yeah. Mister to. Uh, <laughs> we we had to Sorry. study it, so bad. <laughs> All right. Ready for the last one on the list here. Two weeks at number one, the Academy Award winner for Best Original Song in a Movie, Say You, Say Me, by Lionel. I had a dream, I had an awesome dream, people in the park, playing games in the dark, and what they played was a masquerade from behind the walls of doubt a voice was crying Lionel. You can't hate Lionel. You can hate the song. You can hate on this song. I can't hate this song either. Oh, I can. There are a few Lionel songs that I will dislike. This is not one of the The majority of the songs that we've gone over, and this one especially, you just, when you hear the opening, you just automatically picture them at the, at like the big piano with the microphone up high enough that they have to look up to sing, you know? Kind of leaning in a little bit. Right, he's with their got neck the right skills now. to play it without having to look. No, he does this He's Lionel. I mean, this is the Commodores for fuck's sake. That's all they did. But this song is just, oh, God. This is just, this is not a good way to close out 85. I'm sorry. See you. And I'm actually afraid to see what, 80, together, what 86 is going to come up with, man, because that's just. Well, I know what, well, 86, I mean, I know what 86 is going to come up with. Steve Winwood! Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. Hysteria. And the Michelob Horns. Hysteria's not until 80, 87. No, I 87. think it was 86. Go ahead and Wikipedia that shit. So, um, before we go on to some other notable songs of 1985. Yes. I'm oh, sorry. All right. Um, I, I, I figured we would try a little experiment. 
Um, there was a song that came out in 1985 from um, a young up-and-coming singer, a uh, Mr. Edward Murphy. Oh, right. Oh, yes. And um, the video is... Well, essentially, the, the video is, is the perfect advertisement for why cocaine is so fucking awesome. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do is we're actually going to play the video to party all the time. i got to hold it up here. So um, just going to pull it up on YouTube real quick. And uh, we are going to watch this and kind of comment as we're, we're going here, okay? Oh, I know. I, I, I remember this song because it was in a Weird Al polka. Let's go. Oh, all right. Ready? Let's see. <laughs> And I'm going to try to get the volume turned up as high as I can here. So if you can't hear it, it's just going to be kind of in the background. So, All right, so they're in the studio, and the levels are going. They're going to 11. Yeah, and they're just they're marking no, everybody. No. Dark, you know, here's the dark uh, hallways. How many got to, got real to real! How many are going to be wearing shades? Black shades, I wonder. There's everybody. Oh, the it's hair! Brandon Eddie. Oh, and there's uh, Rick James! You can just, he pats him on the back and the cocaine just kind of flies right <laughs> off of him. Can oh, I, he's got his shirt unzippered down to the yeah. navel. And like, he's not even prepared for this song. He's just going in to sing it. Um, am I supposed to know what the words are? So he's just going to walk. And there, there, goes, there goes Rick just babbling incoherently. All right. Oh, geez, All right. Headphones on and then. you got to hold on to the headphones. Hold them up. Yep. What? A music career totally oh. unearned. Now, oh, and, and her, oh, her yeah. shoulder pads. Oh my. What I need you guys to look at though are the background singers and musicians, because these people all have that sycophantic look on their face. <laughs> Every, oh, there's Rick. He's getting down. Oh, is or he he's high. Yeah. Wearing leather pants with fringes. Yeah. Fringe all down the side. Oh my god. Here we go. Here's the here's the chorus. Yeah. <laughs> These, these folks all have this look like, that's right, Eddie. Solid gold. <laughs> solid gold. How much have we paid for this? Yes, solid gold. Eddie's got the best cocaine in his parties. <laughs> Don't worry, nobody will remember Norman after this. Who wears no shirt when they're in a recording studio? Rick James does. Oh, Eddie? No, 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 it's, oh. it's the blonde guy in the background that's got, like, a jacket and no shirt. Almost all the white guys are wearing, like, those heavy sweaters. There's Rick James. Oh, they, oh, yeah, there's the sultry voice of Rick James. Yeah, the guitar oh, player. Okay, the guitar player. Well, he's white, that's why. So he has to, he has to yeah. compensate. He has to show off his exactly. hairy chest. He doesn't have a hairy chest. It's he's completely got, like, waxed. He's hairs. No, they didn't wax back then. All right. Okay, that's false advertising because I don't hear any guitar in this. It's right. before manscaping. Well, he is white, so he's not allowed in. There's bass in there. There's, bass, there's, no there's bass and synth. And here come the... Uh, oh, yeah. oh, man, these people are loving it. Because they know the buffet's got to be served at Eddie's <laughs> as soon as this, this, this recording <laughs> session's over. You know, you know what this song is missing? Charlie Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she knows the song is missing. An intervention. <laughs> and that just for the Eddie, dance. all right, here it comes. Here it comes. All right, he's gonna hit the note, and there goes Rick. Rick, Rick he's just—he's willing him to hit this note. Wow, this song is done with cocaine. All, this song is done with all the steady cam and all the dolly. Yeah. <laughs> Rick, Rick was thinking he was just like blowing a load of his pants. Oh, baby, Rick. <laughs> That was, that and now, was now Rick's going to invite himself into the fucking studio right <laughs> well, now. Well, Eddie, Eddie gave him the look. 
Oh, yeah. Eddie, Eddie totally, the look. Yes, he totally did. The, he totally gave him the look, and Rick James was like, oh, yeah, baby, I'm in. And then everyone's hugging in the... In the, in the... <laughs> For the bass solo. The non-existent bass solo. Oh. You know, my impression of this video is, too, is that they did this whole song in one take. <laughs> it sounds like it was all done in one take. Well, let's face it, there aren't that many lyrics that you need to learn. Yeah, that's true. So it's not as if they're going to screw up a whole lot. And the rest of this recording session ends. They all head back to Eddie's palatial mansion. Rick James ends up in Dale jail. <laughs> Somebody gets laid, and a lot of cocaine doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Let's buy an eight ball. It'll last all night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? Oh, my God. Why was Rich James doing the devil horn? I don't know why he was devil, doing the devil horn. Because he was high, Mike. <laughs> like, that is the first. It was definitely devil horn. You're doing, doing the soft pop, not Cause, hard rock. Because he has no idea. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. All right. So, um, Mike, you brought your list of, of, of heavenly singles of 1985. Oh. Uh, let's quickly just go uh, run through a couple of the cheesiest ones. Top hits. Yes. Okay, let me just go through and find one that hasn't been mentioned already. Uh, one of the ones I have that was on yeah. the uh, top 100 of the 80s of all time from 85 was Hearts, What About Ooh. Love? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there being a horse in that video. I am shocked that Chris didn't bring that one up. I'm amazed, too, because I, there was a picture He used of... random.org and just picked a few. Right. That's true. That's and true. by the way, random.org is an excellent site for random numbers. Really? Yes, it, it, is, it, is, it is scientifically legit. Ooh. Dancing in the Street. Ah. Bowie McJagger. Yeah, actually, Steve brought that one up. Um, that song is horrible. The video <laughs> is an affront to everything I love about David Bowie. And I'm not the biggest Mick Jagger fan in the world. But that video was an affront to everything it I love like about David Bowie. It looks Bowie. like they're always just an inch away from making out. That's true. <laughs> Who says they did it off camera? This yeah. is making David After we're that video about. wrapped, oh, they loved each other. Oh, for a long, long time. It was sweet and soft and by the it fireplace. Was, it was English Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> oh, Don't come around no, here. No, 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 that was David Bowie and Freddie Mercury. Oh, that's right. Oh. Don't, don't you besmirch that awesome song. I'm not, I'm not besmirching it. I am saying oh. the, the true love. Oh, right. Okay. David, David right. Bowie's true love. It's not a mom. <laughs> yeah. No, it's himself. It's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> and then, but, but he and Freddie Mercury had a thing, yes. Oh, okay. Did we mention Don't Come Around Here No More? We did. Steve did, because it was a terrifying video. Yeah. It turned her into cake. DeBarge. Ate her. DeBarge, Rhythm of the Night. Oh, God. I love that song. That was a... Like, I have, I have the playlist. That was like a fucking McDonald's commercial, I think. <laughs> no, no, I had the, I had the, uh, the, the cheap record of the McDonald's song. <laughs> that was, was it like the same quality as the Billy and the Boingers record? I don't know. It was, it was basically. <laughs> that was an awesome was, record, okay? It was a little plastic sheet, which I actually. Yep. Because I'm a Boinger. <laughs> which we used to, pra to practice scratching on because we knew mom wouldn't care if we scratched that. Right, so. exactly. You get it with a cheeseburger, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, Bruce Springsteen had a, had Born in the USA and Glory Days. Glory Days is the worst Bruce Springsteen song ever. I, I, I enjoy that I song. just, there's something so horrible about that. Part of it might just be the fact that it's overplayed. Like, for a Bruce Springsteen song, it's overplayed. Yeah, yes. And it's coming from a guy who could honestly listen to a 24-hour loop of Born to Run. 
Oh, that's a great song. It is a great song, Michael. Continue. Uh, oh, uh, the Goonies are good enough. Uh. Aretha Franklin, Freeway of Love. Oh, God. I like that song. I do. I like that song, too. It's got a funky beat to it. Yeah. And it's before, like, she completely, like, blew up. Yeah. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Now, someone bring me a... Somebody bring me a stool that I can rest my titties on. <laughs> I got one. Better be good to me. By Tina Turner. Tina Turner. That is another one from the top 100 songs of the 80s ever. Yeah. Nice. I can see that. Uh, the Honey Drippers' Sea of Love. Oh. I love the. I love that song. <laughs> you I'm know what? Sorry. Part of it is, is because I, I can't song. divorce myself from the fact that that's the same guy who was in Led Zeppelin. I love that. I actually love that album. I think that album's got some good songs in it. Okay. Ooh. Raspberry Beret. You know what? I was talking to our our Fios rep about this uh, the other day because he was like. Man, how could you tell that it was Raspberry Beret? It's like, you can tell a Prince song in, th- in three notes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and even something as weak well, as, as, as Raspberry Beret. Raspberry Beret. Raspberry Beret isn't a great Prince song by any measure, but you know it. And you'll know all the words, because Prince is a fucking genius. However, there's, there's just one, there's one uh, song that you wouldn't know. Oh, Sheila. <laughs> That's right, <well>, yeah. <laughs> Tell me, Bobby, when did I make that song? Uh, Mr. Prince, you never made that song. No, I had to have. I had to have. That sounds just like me. Come on, I made that song. Give me Sheila E's number. Prince is feeling horny. <laughs> What's Vanity up to? All right. What else Ooh. you guys got before we move on to record albums? Loverboy by Billy Ocean. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Billy. One Vision by Queen. Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. I often forget about that one because it came... I mean, I, I'm sorry. I love Radio Gaga, and I love, like... I just love that era of Queen. I kind of forget the other stuff that came out around that same time. Mm. Fried chicken! <laughs> Actually, uh, one, one of my uh, one of my top uh, Michael Jackson songs, Me in the Mirror. Man in the Mirror? You know, in 85? No, it didn't. No, it, no, no, it, it didn't. didn't. It did. It's, a, it's on the list. Really? Yeah. That can't be right. Man, I, that, Man in the Mirror was, Man in the Mirror was from much that, later than no, that. But no, but was it Man in the Mirror? I thought Man in the Mirror was on Man the, the Mirror, album huh? with black and white on it. Oh, yeah, because it's on the internet. So, therefore, it must be true. Well, looking it up now. All right, you do 1988, that. 1988, right there. No, how come it's on the list? 485. Because they were wrong. It's yeah. the internet. It didn't hit the billboard until 88. No, because even Bad wasn't released until 87. It's a great radio, guys. <laughs> okay, moving on. All right, moving on. Any other singles you guys want to bring up before we talk about albums? That's weird. That's um, all I got. Wait, wait. Uh, Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue. <laughs> Motley Lou. Motley Lou. Uh, the heat is on. Oh, God. <laughs> on the street. Oh. It's like Smuggler's Blues. That, that, yeah. that Glenn Fry song. I learned more about drugs from Glenn Fry than I ever did from Practical Experience. Never Surrender by Corey Hart. Oh, God. I loved Corey Hart, and I even hate that song. 
<laughs> you know why? Because it didn't need the porno sacks in the bridge, and it ended up with porno sacks. You can never have enough porno sacks. Yeah. You know, the eight is, is as we've discovered. Nineteen eighty-five was rife with porno sacks. Yes. <laughs> Some like it hot by power station. Oh God! You know, you, know you you bring that up. The, that reminds me of the uh, the third Star Wars uh, special, yeah. the Family Guy. Yeah. All right, take out the power station, and all he, as they're flying towards the core of the Death Star. All right, take out the power station wedge, and now you see it. Some like it hot, and some. Like it. Yeah, that was the year of the Duran Duran spinoff fans, because it was uh, Power Station and Arcadia. Yeah. Yes, Arcadia, which stayed truer to uh, Duran Duran's vision. Actually, this is a song I like a lot. Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. Oh, my God. And I forget, you know, I keep forgetting it was released that year because it had a second life like four years later. I love when that Listerine, song. When Listerine, like, used it as their commercial. Yeah. <laughs> I love that song a lot. All right, you guys want to talk about some albums? Sure. Albums. Albums. Catherine. Any favorite albums from 1985? Dare to be stupid by Wendell. There we go. Yeah. Dare to be stupid. Chicago. Oh, I think, oh, you know what? Yeah, you I know knew there would be a Chicago song on here. Okay, I, I, I love that song. song. Now the inspiration. Hell yeah. I hate, the, mo- hate, into hate, my life. hate the movie. Love the song. <laughs> movie? Wasn't it a Karate Kid? No. no, that was in Karate Kid. No, that, that, was, was, Glory, that, was, that was Glory of Love. Glory of Love. That was, that was just Peter Cetera. Get it right. Oh, I'm sorry. Jeez. Come the on, only man. pop star with an over the pronounced overbite. All right. Going on albums, though. All right. Oh yeah, Jerry oh, yeah. Stupid. Talk about. It. Um. Well, it's Weird Al. It's, so it's Weird Al, and it's one of his better albums. Yeah. Especially from that era, it's got a lot of good stuff. The polka is great. Everything is great. Put down that chain song. Listen to me. And of course, Dare to Be Dare to Be Stupid. The song itself is. Uh, Really good. It's, it's, I, well, I love it because it's, it just it steals so liberally from Devo. Right. Well, it's what it's what he has. He has like songs that he actually satires, and then he does songs yeah. in the style of. And it's, Dare to Be Stupid was in the style of Devo. Well, and, yeah. and the thing is, you know, because I I've, I first heard the song in the trans in the soundtrack for the Transformers movie, and it would, you know I went to see Transformers in, in the movie theater, and it fits so perfectly into the scene that the insert they that it was a part of. Yes. It was the the the, the trash transformer. Yeah, the the junkions. The junkions. That's right. So the the uh, the songs yeah, in this yeah. album, "Like a Surgeon," "Dare to Be Stupid," "I Want a New Duck," "Yoda," "George of the Dung Jungle," "Slime Creatures from Outer Space." Stop doing that to me. Uh, "Girls Just Want to Have Lunch." "This Is the Life," which is uh which was a music video for Johnny Dangerously. Yeah. Cable TV, and then. Hooked on Focus. And one more minute. Oh. And Yoda. 
One More Minute is one of my favorite Weird Al songs ever. Yes. That's a lot of people... When when they inter they on the uh, UHF DVD they talked to people about what's your favorite Weird Al song and pretty much everybody was like one more minute yeah wait a second didn't didn't the music video for that one have Bob uh, Rubber Goulet for one no. minute I don't remember I, I remember I, it was him and I, his I, band I have to watch it again I have the I have his collection on DVD as well <laughs> I'm looking it up yeah. but uh, yeah one more minute is one of the best Weird Al originals ever mm. all right. Joe, uh, I mentioned this earlier, but uh, one of my favorite albums in the '85 was uh, Brothers Brothers in Arms, yep. Dire Straits. You know, like I said, you put aside Money for Nothing and and Walk of Life. The rest of this, the uh, the rest of the album is got unbelievable songwriting. Everybody knows Mark Knopfler as one of the best guitars in the world, but he is an incredible songwriter, storyteller, and yeah. all the songs are basically. Just little self-contained stories, which are great, great to listen to. Mm. You know, Mike. Katrina and the Waves by Katrina and the Waves. Yeah, enough of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking on sunshine. Okay, I've got, I got, I got a few sunshine. albums here, so hang on to your socks, guys. I'm gonna be talking about an REM album. Ow! Tables <laughs> oh. of the Reconstruction. <sighs> All right, fine. Uh, you also got Brian Ferry's Boys and Girls, which has got some. You know, you want to talk about making love music. Some of these songs are awesome. God, Don't Stop the Dance, uh, Slave to Love. I, I love Roxy music. I was always a big fan of Roxy music. I so. like Roxy music. <laughs> All right, yeah, my mom's favorite band, Sting, uh, Dream of the Blue Turtles. This first solo. It, you know, Forces Around Your Heart is one of my favorite Sting songs ever, so I can't take away from that. Yes, you can. Low Life from New Order, which has also got one of my favorite New Order songs on. Actually, two, Subculture and... Uh, um, perfect kiss, and then finally, uh, listen like these by In Excess. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that was like the the the, the album before the big album. Ooh, Falco three. Falco three. Oh have... well, we won't talk about him till next year though because his big yes, his, his song. <laughs> what a great song! Oh, I love yes. that what a great song. song. I can't wait to talk about that next year. Yeah. And late next year because we always flip these. You should do the music then, right? No, we, we do we do we do one, then we do the other, and then we alternate. Really? Yeah, we remember we did the uh, the music in in uh, November. Don't bother. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, we did. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. I keep saying it was like last we were year. Talking about Wham. That's true. Yeah, Joe got in trouble with Rebecca. Which you were want to do when you when you when you speak badly about George and Andy. <laughs> Mike and Mechanics album came out this oh, year. Jesus. Yeah, but this wasn't the big one, though. This was, like, the one that kind of came and went. This is their self-titled album. Yes, I know. Mike and the Mechanics. Yeah. By Mike and the Mechanics. On Mike and the Mechanics uh, albums. Yeah. <laughs> guys got anything else before we move on? Uh, another one is, uh, and I didn't discover this until afterwards. Until right. I was a little bit more fair. Mature, fair. mature in my music taste, but uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Soul to Soul. Yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan. I mean, how could you not love Stevie Ray Vaughan? Well, I didn't discover him until I was in college. Uh, no. we we got to bring this up for uh, for Jim. Yep. Sacred Heart by Dio. Oh God! Oh, <laughs> oh but then we got to bring up one for um for for the other mic uh, too. Um, Can't hold back by Survivor. You can bring that up for me as well. I oh, okay. Oh, that's, you know what? I got to admit, out of all like the non beret uh, the beret wearing singer songs from um, Survivor, that's my favorite one. Yeah. That guy just died recently, actually. That's sad. Yeah, I know. Not the beret guy. The other guy. 
All right, can we, we want to move on to some segments? Let's move on. All right, so let's move on to Trailer Park, where we're going to be talking about the teaser to Fantastic Four. <laughs> How did we get this far? Human beings have an immeasurable desire to discover, to invent, to build. Depends on us furthering these ideas. A responsibility that rests on the shoulders of generations to come. But with every new discovery, there is risk. There is sacrifice, and there are consequences. What the fuck was that? <laughs> you know, I, it was like it was like. Can you? I, I'm trying to find something positive to say about it. I really, 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 really am. I, yeah. For me, it, it set it gives us a good idea of what the tone of the movie is going to be. Yeah, it no, depresses no, no, the I, shit I, out of me. No, no, I, even then I can't say that it does that because it it just seemed like a jumbled mess to me. I couldn't make out heads or tails of what was going on. See, the funny thing is, I mean, yeah, it's a teaser, like, just giving us quick scenes, but. The, like the Star Wars teaser, they gave us scenes, but they were they they let, it, they let the scenes play out. You know, well, you, know, you know what it gave? It was the way it was cut. The way the Star Wars teaser was cut, it gave you kind of enough space to kind of get that you absorb what yeah. each scene it let, was. Yeah, it let each little bit the, the FF, play out. The FF4 teaser cut, cut, was cut, just cut, cut, a cut, jumbled cut. mess. You're like, what, what? I can't make heads or tails of what this is. I I didn't hate it, but it just it felt. Too disjointed. Yeah. Can we talk about the Ted 2 Super Bowl team? Oh! Yes. <laughs> Johnny, I got some big news. Tammy Lynn and I are going to have a baby. Congratulations. Thank wait, you. wait, wait. How? That's the thing. We need a donor. Think how awesome this baby will be. Can I steal a little love? Tom Brady. Two MVPs. Guaranteed Hall of Famer. Now let's give him a hand job into this cup. And that's at rest. What the hell? Get out of my house! And take your damn bear with you! A perfect spiral! Can I grab a little love? I have an interesting story about that, um, which I actually, you know, before I forget. So, Autumn is taking this girl out to the bus today. And um, her her little buddy, Brayden, who is our neighbor, um, asked Autumn... Did you watch the Super? Because they've had they've had the last two days off from school because of the snow. So he asked Autumn, "Did you did you watch the Super Bowl?" And because you know Brayden is this big Patriots fan, yeah. and Autumn's like, "Yeah, no, we watched it." Did you see the ad for Ted? Yeah. What was that glowing thing under Tom Brady's <laughs> blankets? <laughs> I've heard that that's, that part is actually not in the movie. I, I figured. I, 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 I would I, assume I, so. Yeah. But still, I mean, 
Diane saw it for the first time the other day because she fell asleep yeah. at the Super Bowl with the kids. And she saw it for the first time the other day, and she she just rolled laughing. She couldn't stop laughing. Two-time MVP. <laughs> guaranteed Hall of Famer. All right, give him a hand, hand job. Let's, let's get out of here. <laughs> I'm amazed they got away with the hand job reference in the kidding. commercial. <laughs> get out of here. Take that a was... stupid bear, too. <laughs> the perfect spiral. <laughs> that was so much better than the first half commercials. We're going to get into that, that was the, be- the tenth right. commercial was the best one of the end. No, 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 Liam Neeson's... Yes, yeah, that's yep. true. Liam Neeson's um, Clash, Clash of Clans commercial it, was one of the and best. And pronounced Liam. I don't know you, Big Buffet Boy 85, but if you think you can humiliate me and take my gold, think again. Oh, I'm coming for you with lots of barbarians and dragons. I can't wait to destroy your village while you beg for mercy, but you will get no mercy. I will have my revenge. Liam? I have a scone for Liam? Uh, over here. It's, uh, Liam. You will regret the day you crossed Angry Neeson 52. Angry Neeson! Angry Neeson 52! Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so actually, that brings us into... Stupid! Stupid! What, Let's talk off? about the Super Bowl commercial. Oh. Killing, killing, your, killing off your kids isn't, 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 isn't stupid You enough. know, it, it got to a point on Monday afternoon where it wasn't even fun making fun of that uh, commercial anymore. Oh, it was, it was in like, memes. It was just they, like, they, oh my god. Yeah, I saw some memes. They, um, they did a good job of it on Larry Wilmore. Oh. I, will, I will say, though, the, the uh, I would have ran Marshawn Lynch, but I died. Yeah. <laughs> that one was funny. Oh my god, yeah. But no, no it's just like... But it's not, like, just, not just that one, just all the commercials. Oh. It's like... What are they doing? I was like, wow, I went from, you know, when I first really got started watching football in the 90s and, and actually caring about the football, not the commercials, we still had the the Budweiser frogs yeah. and the chameleons and all of that and the Budweiser, the Bud Bowl, and now we've got dead kids. Dead kids. Um, I see insurance. Just in general, the commercials are a lot more depressing this yeah, year. Exactly. Parents, you know, parents sending their kids off to the military. You know, um, uh, you look. I, I love you know. I love racing. You know, I'm into race cars and everything yeah. like that. The Nissan commercial depressed me. Yeah. You know, you think some guy, hey, look, race cars. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like no. This guy's a race car driver. and He's leaving his kid behind. And it's right. Like, he's they're playing. You know, man on the you know whatever that you know. Song oh, they're is. playing cats in the cradle. Cats in the cradle. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Oh, you know the my you know the favorite like, though. Jesus Christ, I can't even I can't even enjoy the a Formula One race anymore because I know some kids are crying because yeah. their dad's yeah, racing. Was, yeah, that was Jesus. horrible. My favorite though was the post game analysis of Autumn's um, take on the Always commercial, the Always Run Like a Girl ad. Yeah, because Always only makes pads. You can't run in a pad. Yes, you can. Well, I'm just going for it. You, 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 you can't race, but you can run. Right, okay. But if you're going to race, you can't have a pad. And that's all always makes. But that's what, you wear the always thins then. Oh, okay, well, I, all right, I'm not a woman. I don't understand this, okay? Not, you, I'll, I'll, have, you know what? You I'm know not going to argue with you. We should defer. I'm not arguing with you. We should defer. Girl stuff. If, if I was going to race in any pad, I would race in a thin always. Okay, 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 okay. Moving on. Moving on. All right. Oh, by the way. You brought it off. It's your fault. By the way, I can't wait for the McDonald's Pay with Love commercial to backfire horribly. Tell your dad you love them. My dad's been dead for 20 years. (laughs) Oh, no, no, that was already the meme. I'd buy buy McDonald's with love. 
But that I was, was me. Dead. I wrote that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I paid attention and saw it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so if you go up to the counter and say, hi, I love you, give me a burger. No, yeah, no, no, it's randomly generated, and then you have to, like, do something... And you know what? Maybe it's just me, and maybe I'm just a cynical, horrible bastard. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I, uh, thank you. I thank you for all agreeing with me. <laughs> yes, um, yes, yes. Are we finding like the ads are getting a little too life positive for even like the boundaries of even good taste? Life positive. You no, know, like everything is so. Everything is awesome. Not everything is awesome. Cool when you're part of a team. <laughs> everything is just let's hug it out. It really has just become this kind of like, oh, don't let anything bother you. Yeah. Everybody's a hater, and let's hug it out. By the way, I got another stupid, stupid for yeah. us. Let's nominate every every animation, every animated film of the year, except for the best fucking animated film of the year. Yep. Movie. We, yeah. We know that. We know that. I mean, I'm, right now, and this is all I'm saying because I, you know, this year I'm not talking about the Oscars because I haven't seen too much of, of any of the movies. Birdman, by the way, not bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's the it. kind of movie, though, that wins Golden Globes. It doesn't win Oscars. I believe that. Boyhood's probably going to win that. Yeah, well, I don't know. No, I think American Sniper is. I think American like, Sniper yeah. Oh, crap. No, well, that's no. going to piss off my joke. Oh, boy. Because the, the, Ameri- the, the guy that it's based on is a complete asshole who went around bragging. Oh, he's a, he's lying. A, why? He's a racist dick? <laughs> yeah, lying and bra- bragging. Lying, but bragging that he shot uh, looters in New Orleans during Katrina. So, but, yeah. So he's the kind of guy that thinks that that's a thing to brag about. Well, yeah, and people are, are going to argue with that, with you about that, too, because he was not a hero. Well, they're not going to argue with me. I don't care. Quote, unquote, hero. I don't care. Yeah, so anyway, um, but I think that what's going to happen is is that Everything's Awesome is going to win the song only because of the snub. gross snub, yeah. Yeah, and the only thing is, too, is I always thought that Lonely Island has songwriting credit within that. Yeah, well, yeah, because I mean they don't. They're not credited in the in the nomination. No, really. Which, yeah, wow. yeah. They I know that the guy who wrote it, Tegan and Sarah, didn't write the song. They just performed it. But the rap is done by Lonely Island. Yeah. So, but they're not. They aren't nominated for that portion of the song. Huh. God damn it. On the commentary on on uh, Lego Movie, the guy goes, "I apologize for this song." <laughs> Actually, honestly, if it was, no, if it was funny, he'd say, "But at least it's not frozen." Right. And he does not let it go. Um, Honest Trailers just did the Lego movie. And they actually rewrote the song with um, epic, epic rap battles through history. Nice. <laughs> so it's really funny. Of history. Of history, sorry. I've sorry. been subjected to enough of them, I know. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> anyone else got anything for Stupid Stupid? Or are we ready to wrap this up? I think we covered well, it. Well, we, we did, you know, if we're going to mention Let It Go, we have to talk about the Super Bowl... Uh, um, Star Spangled Banner, where, you know, she starts singing and the name comes up and my and J- my Joe goes, who's this? And I'm like, if she's saying Let It Go, you know who she was. Yeah. And he goes, oh, there it is. And he loved an alto singing the Star Spangled Banner. No. Oh, I because wanna... not she didn't try for the high note. She hit. The she note. well because she's a professional and not That's a show right. off. Right. I, I want to know why Katy Perry was was uh, riding the the Tiger Zord. Oh, yeah. the, the, Zoid, hey, the Tiger Zoid. Hey, look on the bright side. That's the only time you're going to see a lion in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> we, couldn't, we, couldn't, we couldn't have a wardrobe, wardrobe malfunction? No. I gotta say, 
That was not the worst Super Bowl show I've ever halftime show I've ever seen. That is. The I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I understand it's Jim, high con, it's high, it's high praise for me, but Jim, Jim, Chucky, and I were all bitching about the Patriots at the time, so we were. Oh no! Oh we no! All right. So we're, I'm trying to take my mind off of that last thirty seconds. I'm watching and I'm watching the halftime show, and all I hear is Chucky. Thirty seconds. They had 30 seconds, and they got seven points on the board. 30 seconds, and they got seven points on the board. All right, you know what? She's singing Dark Horse right now, Chucky. Just, just the 30 seconds. And it was the 30 seconds. That's all we did for the entire halftime, Chucky and I. Oh, my God. Do you believe it? About that. So my, my, my friend has made those shark-dressed dudes. Oh, yeah? This is a profile pic. I can't get up because I don't have the internet right now. But... My favorite meme of the shark dressed dudes was every girl's crazy about a shark dressed man. <laughs> One of those guys had a lot of play that evening. That's what all I heard. <laughs> Woo! I mean, who knew that was Warren Sapp under there? You know? <laughs> so anyway, next episode, um, we're gonna be going back to it's it's. Hey, Mike, it's been three years. You know what that means? No. It's WrestleMania time, buddy. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're going to be discussing WrestleMania's 21 through 30. Ooh, the more recent ones. Yo, yo, now we're, yeah, we're going really recent now. So if you subscribe to the WWE Network, you can go back <laughs> and watch them all. It is free this month, month yeah. of February. So because I actually, I actually dip my toe in and I'm going with the free month. Because, yeah. the, because the feed for Raw was so crappy. Oh, my God. Oh, not Raw. What was the one? Was the one uh, Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Yeah. Oh, did you guys watch it at, at Mike's house? Yeah, it was the, it was the bad crap, feed? Yeah, the, the feed was so crappy. Uh, where, where, how do you watch that? Did you watch that through his PS3? Or? Yeah. Oh. I, I, watched, I watched part of it on my phone while I was in Florida. All right. Where, where was it? I, I, I you were I, probably somewhere wonderful, Mike. I think it was you were, you were high-fiving Goofy and having a great time. No, I high-fived Tigger. Come on. Right. Right. Sorry, sorry. I You're, did read it. I just... I, yeah, I know. I was I here. I Goofy. So I was here moving awesome. snow no, from exactly. one end of the ground to the uh, other. Cursing a god that I may or may not believe in. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was living in my condo, God blessing my condo, and watching the plow guy that I pay for with my condo fees taking care of things. Taking care of Well, business. aren't we special? Yeah. <laughs> so um, so for our show, yeah, we're definitely talking about the, the, the great wrestlers and tag teams of that period of time, which actually just goes up to last year. So, so we, we, got, we got the end of the streak. Yeah, we got the end of the streak. We'll get the end of the streak in there. We're going to be talking about best matches, worst matches, mediocre matches, uh, underrated matches. It's going to be a fun show. So if you have anything that you want to add to that, you can let us know at uh, GeekSaladYahoo.com. You can like us at Facebook on our Facebook page. Uh, follow us on Twitter at GeekSaladRadio. Uh, you can also check out our archives either at GeekSalad.Podbean.com, uh, Geek-Salad.com, uh, where eventually we will get some more stuff up there and oh, hey, just update our avatars. Right right before I came out came here... I uh, put Catherine on the Avatar page. The hell okay. you say. The hell you say. I'm checking that out right now. You check it um, out. All right. And uh, you can also check out our full archive either at iTunes or on the Stitcher app. Please do the Stitcher app because we love you for it. Yeah. So until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. Go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you later.
I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. 